Hey everybody, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jonathan with the Church of Jubilee. Welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. I pray that today's message may bless you, and I pray that it may multiply and sow a great seed of faith and obedience in the name of Jesus for this year. In 2019, God wants to do new things in your life. He has certain promises and blessings that he has specifically for you. And it's, you know, God's direction is simple. Seek his will, remain obedient, wait, don't rush it. However, if we're not careful, we can rush what we want, what we want to do, and we'll miss out on the original blessing God has for us. I pray that today's message continue to instill something new in you, that 2019 may not just be another year of just the same old, but something changes, that you learn to be obedient to God, you learn to be obedient and to give Him what He deserves, and that is all the honor and glory when you trust in Him by faith. I pray that this message may continue to bless you. Share it if you care. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. We can't do it without listeners like yourselves. Continue to share the word. Someone out there needs to hear this to include, if not just yourself. I pray that God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the Church of Jubilee podcast. God bless. Can I give it to you today as you are there standing? Let us go into your Bibles to the book of Numbers chapter 20 verses 7 through 11. The book of Numbers chapter 20 verses 7 through 11. We love everybody that has been here, and we thank you for tuning in. We thank you once again for being here today. Man, it's special. It's a new year. It's a new season. It's it's something new. The presence of God is in this place, and it's moving already on some of you. And, And let's just let God. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Let God. Let God go. Let God do his thing. Hallelujah. As you are there, the the book of Numbers is in the Old Testament. The book of Numbers chapter 20, verses 7 through 11. We're going to be reading a a few scriptures. Amen? When you have it, give me an amen so I know you're with me. All right. Everybody's getting faster. (laughs) Either that or the phones are getting faster at navigating the phone. But either way, that's okay. Amen? That's okay. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's read the word of what the Word of God says in the book of Numbers, chapter 20, verses 7 through 11. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation together. Speak, everybody say, speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Everybody say, water. Thus you shall bring water from them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So Moses took the rod from them before the Lord as he commanded them. And Moses and Aaron, verse 10, gathered the assembly together before the rock and said to them, Here now, you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted up his hand, struck the rock twice with his rod, And water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Everybody be seated in Jesus' name. There's something important that God wants us to know. And let me just start off by telling you that 2018 
is something that God, I'm sorry, I said 2018. I'm, so, I'm still halfway there with that. 2019 is something that God wants to do something different in your life. Okay, and I'm not just saying that just to say it. I believe that after this word, you're going to walk out of here feeling very changed and different. Because you see, God wants new things in your life. He wants to do something new in your life. He wants to prosper you. He wants to restore you. He wants to give to you. You are his children. You understand that? Just like you want your child to grow up and be safe and be blessed and have everything they need. God says, I want you to be this way. I want you to live blessed. I want you to live, to live in a prosperous life. To be continually not have to worry about what you're going to eat tomorrow. What, who's going to love you. Who's not going to love you. God is the love you need. Amen. And there are certain promises and blessings that are for you. And 2019 is going to bring about that change. It's going to bring about those promises that you've been praying to God about. Those prayers you've been uplifting to God. God says, I have heard the cry of my children, you and I. And he says, I will heed my ear. I will listen. And I will listen to my children. When they cry out to me, I will listen. And I will be their God, the Lord says. Amen? God's direction is simple, though. His direction is very simple. It's very clear, but it's simple. We read right now in the book of, of Numbers that Moses was instructed. He was instructed to do something that God said, the Israelites need water. I, God says, am the provider. I need to give them water. This is what exactly I want you to do and how exactly I want you to do it. Do you think Moses did it? Kind of iffy, huh? We just read it. <clears throat> I have entitled my message today, Rocking Obedience. Not walking, rocking, like rocking, rocking the plate, rocking the boat, rocking obedience. Moses, you must understand, was a, the original man that God said, Moses, I want you, I'm going to choose you because I know your heart. And I'm going to choose you to lead my people out of slavery, out of Egypt. Okay? And he said, and I want you to lead them to the promised land. A land that I, said, that I have for my people, that you're going to live there. So Moses was already chosen just like you and I are. We're already pre-called. We're predestined. And some of the other preachings we have. You will hear me say this a lot, that you are no mistake. You are a predestined miracle. You're a child of God that God has called, and he says, I've already called you to do something. Well, Moses was originally the man that God had prepared to cross into the promised land. And Moses had been told specifically in verse 8 of, of chapter 20, he says, speak. Everybody say speak. To the rock before their eyes, and it will yield, and it yields water. Speak to the rock before their eyes and it will yield its water. Again, God's command to Moses was simple. Speak to the rock. What did Moses do? Anybody just remember from what we read earlier? He struck the rock. The one thing that God told him, I need you to do, is speak to the rock. He says, you know, without even thinking, he strikes the rock. And yes, water still comes from it. But he didn't do it and obey what God had told him to do. And you may be thinking about that and say, why would he do that? 
Let me tell you something about what Moses did because what he did next was result of careless impatience and it was pressure that was resulting from the people that had been complaining about him. There's some people in your life that have been complaining about you. They don't like you. There's friends of yours that don't like you. They talk about you. They've been, they've been bashing you. They've been calling and bashing your name and they see you getting closer to God and they say, why would you ever do something like that? You're just one of them holy rollers. Hallelujah. And, they, and it's very simple to lose sight. We can lose sight in that moment. And we know that God has said, I need you to finish this race. I need you to live your life according to my will, God says. But it's easy to get distracted when people around you are complaining about you. Because you want to do something about it. You want to set them wrong. So then Moses comes along and he, and he does something in a careless moment. And, 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 he, and he strikes the rock instead of speaking to the rock. And some of you today are sitting here in the church because you've been, you have not been speaking to your problems. You've not been speaking to what God wants to do in your life. You've been striking it with your own will. And you say, I'm going to make something out of my life. I'm going to make something try to come out. I'm going to force God's hand here. Uh, you know what? I want this love, and I'm going to force it. I've been trying to find love from somebody, and I'm going to keep forcing it and forcing it. Or I've been, I've been a, trying to find my escape, my way out, my outlet, hallelujah, and, and I'm going to force it. Because I want happiness. Because I want to be loved. Because I want to feel like I'm a part of something. But what God wants you to do is speak to that problem in 2019. He says, I need you to speak, Brother Freddie. I need you to speak to whatever you declare in Jesus' name that aligns with the will of God. God says, speak to it. It's easy to get distracted in the heat of things. And if you're not careful, let me just share something with you. You'll miss out on the blessing that God has for you. You don't believe me? You think I'm kidding. Watch. I'm going to go to scripture right now. Here in just a bit. But I want you to get the message that God requires obedience. And when God says, I need you to do something, he says, this is exactly how I want it done. I don't need your help. I don't need your thoughts. I don't need the way, uh, the, you know, for you to think of the way that God should move in somebody's life. I don't need you to understand my love, God says. I don't need you to understand my mercy. God says, I have mercy on whom I choose. Amen? But there is something about the rock that, that I was studying and I said, God, what is it about the rock? Why would water want to come out of a rock? How can that even be possible? And God said, well, that's just it. I had to use the rock, what would be impossible for man. And I had to show them that out of the impossible, God can make the, impo the possible happen. Amen? Does not Philippians say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. For with God, all things are possible. Amen? You with me? But that rock represents hard times. And for some of us, it represents difficult moments that we've gone through in our life. Think about a rock. Some of it's heavy, right? You get a boulder. Brother Freddie knows he messes with rock and concrete. It's heavy, right, brother? It's heavy. Rocks are heavy. You throw them in the water, what do they do? They don't float. They sink. Amen? 
They have weight. They're burdensome. They're heavy. Does that sound like some of the struggles that you may have encountered in 2018? You've gone through some hard times. You've gone through some heavy times. 2018 may not have been as fair to you, but God says 2019, I need you to speak to that rock. I don't care what size of rock it is. I need you to speak to it. Speak life to that rock. And God says, and out of that rock, out of that problem that you thought was going to take you down, God's going to bring something and it's going to sprout forth a plant. And that plant is going to grow into something bigger and it's going to produce fruit and seed. Hallelujah. But the rock is known for being heavy, burdensome. And let me just share something with you for those that think that you have it all together because I don't. It may seem smooth on the outside. Amen, Brother Freddie? A pebble is smooth on the outside. Nice and smooth. Yeah, it looks nice. You break open that rock, there's like three different layers up in there. From all the times, all of the history that had to be completed, that rock went through some times, some hard times, some rough times. It went through some natural disasters, and it still is the same complete rock. It's more smooth on the outside, but on the inside, you open it up, and you begin to see layers of times that it went through, of times that sediment lasted in it, of the fossil time and the prehistoric time. And you begin to see that the rock in all actuality is a little bit like our lives. Because on the outside, pastor looks like he has it all together. Pastor, pastor and first lady looks like we're the perfect couple. But if you dig a little deeper in, in the rock with inside, you'll see some layers of difficulty. You'll see some times that we had to get through together. That God, we had to go to God and say, God, I need you. Because if I don't have you, God, I'm out of here. I'm lost. Am I talking to somebody today? Some of you have been, you've been, you've been dealing with them rocks in your life. You've been dealing with them burdens in your life and those, those hard times. And, and, you, and, you, and you, know, you think that people think you're perfect. And, and then when you mess up, they're there to laugh at you and point you out. But all you got to do is speak to the rock. Speak to that same thing that has been destroying and holding you down. God says, I need you to speak, and I'm going to bring water from it. Do you know what water signifies? A refreshing, an anointing, a renewing. Water, anytime water is in the area, it's not going to remain the same anymore. What do you think rivers happen in the desert, especially here in, here in El Paso? We go out there to Montana Vista and all that, right? You see all these little trenches and all that. What made that water? Because when water comes to the picture, it transforms it. Amen? But God was telling the Israelites, I'm going to show you something that in your mind, you're going to think that that rock cannot produce water, but it's going to produce water. And you know why Israel at that time understood that God was the God of Israel and that he was going to provide because he had provided for them up until that point. Now, I want you to know something that in the, in the old testament there was names for god and how else would water come out of a rock if he was not their jehovah jireh their provider that's the name of god in the hebrew text in the old testament he was the adonai the lord almighty god he was the el shodai god almighty he was the el roi the god who sees me you see, they know God because they knew him through the times they went through. Amen? And, and he was the Elohim, the Father God, the God, the Creator, the Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner, they were saying at times. And he was the Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. Why am I telling you these names? 
Because every single name is a layer that was in the rock at one point in time for the Israelites. Just like God will be for you. When you need something, you go to your Jehovah Jireh. And you say, I need a provider, God. Then you say, I need an almighty God. God, you are the El Shaddai. God, you are the El Roi. You are the God who sees me. And you are my Jehovah Nisi, which means you are the God that stands today to yesterday and forevermore. Hallelujah. I want you to know that 2019 is going to be all about what you put into it in Christ. What do you believe God for? Do you believe, Brother Roe, that he can speak to the rock in your life and produce water? Then he will do it. But there are some major boulders and some rocks that you got to speak to. You got to buckle up a little bit and say, I, you know what? I know that I have not been the perfect saint according to everybody, but I will bring what I can to the altar. I will bring this rock to God because, God, I need some water. I am dehydrated. I need some water. Amen? But you have to learn to obey God's word. Learn to live for Christ. God says, I don't require anything of you except to accept what I've given you. Salvation. He doesn't need your power. He doesn't need your thoughts. He doesn't need you to try to figure out how your life's going to work out in a few years. You plan, but God only knows that. So let me break it down. I know some of us are tired of living year to year. We struggle every year. And every year on December 31st, we're like, oh, I finally can breathe now. Only to be welcoming in 2019 right around the corner. And thinking, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? What's going to happen in my life? Will I ever find somebody? Will I ever complete what I need to complete in my life? Will I achieve my dreams and successes? Aren't you tired of bouncing from place to place? You bounce from relationship to relationship. You bounce from person to person. You bounce from family member to family member. And this whole time, you come at the end of 2018, and you realize that it's, it's all the same. Because you can't hide from your problems. So some of us try to drown them. We'll try to smoke them out. <laughs> what I mean by smoking, I think you understand where I'm going with that. We try to high them out. Or we try to self-indulge in our self-desires to drown them out. But in the end, 2019 comes around and, you're still and it's still the same thing and you're there. So I challenge you today. That if you were tired of every single year, every single living paycheck to paycheck, month to month, year to year, then you start sowing in the kingdom of God. You start not just sowing money, but sow your time. Sow things that are going to bring forth a blessing in the, in the later of 2019. What I mean by that is plug into a church. Ask, ask the, the people there, say, what can I do? What, how, how can I help this and bless the church? How can I be a part of the body of Christ? If we have fingers, I need fingernails. If we have fingernails, I need creases in my finger. If I, we have hands, I need some feet to walk. Hallelujah. But whatever it is, 2019 has to be completely different than what 2018 is because if you still continue with 2018 carrying over 19 you're going to be in the same place you were in 2018 
I'm challenging you today. I'm bringing forth a message today to encourage you to step out. Step out. Step out of the box. Step out of what you need to step out of. Step out of those problems. Stop worrying about what others think about you. If you are aligning in God and you're serving God, nothing else should matter. That's why they can say, man, that pastor always yells on the mic. He's crazy. Oh, man, he's a crazy young kid. They can say whatever they want to say about me because I know my God. I know my Jehovah Jireh. And you know why I know him? Because it took some times when I needed a need that was supplied that I said, God, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. And I was determined for 2019. I said, God, this year is going to be different for our church and the congregation. It's going to be different. You know why? Because I believe, brother, that he is my provider. I believe that he is the Jehovah Jireh. I believe that he is the El Shaddai. I believe that God is the provider. He is my banner. Hallelujah. Jehovah Nisi. I believe that all these names that represent God, God says, I will stand upon your rock and I will be your God. And out of that rock, out of that hurtful moment in your life, I will produce a water, a rushing living water that will complete you. But it's time that you call upon the name of Jesus because that's the only way to live. You have to call upon his name. So 2019, I want you to say this with me. Are you ready? I didn't hear anybody. You ready? In 2019, God will what? Say, God will move in my life. God will restore and produce restoration in my life. God will deliver. God will replenish. God will renew. God will. What you just declared is a new 2019. You believe that? You got to declare it. You already said it. That means in heaven, God says, all right, emails of heavenly emails have already gone out already. Start producing them. Get them out there. Set those blessings up. They're going to need me at this moment. They're going to need me at this time. And this is what God says that he will do. Hallelujah. That God will. Because God never goes void on his promises. What God promises, Brother Raul, is what God's going to say, I'm going to do. No matter how it looks, no matter how bad the storm looks, God never goes void on his promises. Do you, I want you, I'm going to ask you a question here. Do you guys think, think about this for a moment. Do you feel that Moses, because he messed up, do you, do you believe that God never used them at that point anymore? For those of you who know scripture, did he make it into the promised land? He did not. Even though Moses had disobeyed God, listen to this. He was compassionate enough to allow God, not to allow Moses, not into the promised land, Sister Becca, but to see the promised land and the people and the promise that God said, I will lead you to them to get them to the promised land. Well, he takes them up on a mountain called Mount Nebo. And on this mountain, God says, look down at the promised land. Remember that I promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I promised you. He, Moses says, yeah, yeah. Look, I have completed my promise. You didn't get to go into the promised land, but you get to see the blessing from a distance though from a distance that promised land was for Moses 
But because he did not follow God's instruction, God's, oh, he did not obey God. He rocked obedience. He rocked it a little bit. Guess what? What was meant for him ended up being celebrated by somebody else. Let me tell you something. That what God wants for your life, he has plenty of for you. But sometimes we get a little impatient. Sometimes we get a little careless. And we'll force our will upon what our life is. And then from a distance, God says, do you see what could have been yours? Do you see the promised land that I had promised you? Yes, God. Well, you can see it. I'm going to be compassionate enough to show you what could have been. Because that's what he did with Moses. He said, Moses, you're not going to go in the promised land. Because you, before my people, you made me look really bad. Because you doubted. But I am going to let you get up on the mountain at the highest point and see the beautiful land that your people that you led, my people, God says, I'm going to let you see it all. So that you know that kind of like they're in good hands. God was still compassionate, which means God still had mercy on Moses. Moses didn't get mad and get upset and, oh, I quit, God. I quit. I didn't get my way, so I quit. I didn't get to the promised land. What, hope, what is there hope for? God, Moses continued on until God took him and he died. Until Moses died, amen? But you have to stay the course with the directions God has given you. What directions are you talking about, pastor? The word of God that you read is the direction of life. God says, I want you to live. How do I live? How do I live, like, how do I live according to the way God wants me to live? Open your Bible. Read it. If you need help understanding it, we're all here in the church. Amen? Come to church. Be fed with the spirit of God. Listen to the word of God. Don't be dozing off. Listen to what God is speaking. Because I'll tell you one thing, the last thing you want to do is be looking from a distance at something that should have been you, should have been a part of. Amen? So I want you to know that heaven is the ultimate result. Heaven is our promised land. But if we're not careful, we, we, we're liable to mess that up and be like, mm, I don't need a God. I can go to heaven on my own. And then we go a whole different direction. And then from a distance, we're like, man, why are they, all, why are they always getting all those blessings? Why are they always getting blessed? they spent some time with God. Amen? But if you try it your own way, you'll end up like Moses on top of Mount Nebo looking at the promises of God. You don't have to look from a distance. God says, I have your promise. I have that rock that, I'm gonna, that you need to speak to. But if you try to do it on your own, you try to get your own way out. You try to find your own fix. You can try to find your own pleasure. Then you're going to get your own results. And then from a distance, you're going to be like, oh, that was my blessing. Ah, but the beautiful thing about God is he says, I'll give you another chance. I'll get you another blessing, but commit your life to me. Come to me, God says. Amen? But let me sidetrack you just real quick. I'm coming to a close very soon. What I mean by he was not able to enter the promised land because he struck the rock. What did God tell him to do? God told him to what? Speak to the rock, right? What did he do? He got mad at the Israelites, and he yelled at them, said, here you rebels, like, come on, guys, whatever. And then he struck the rock with his, with his rod, which is not what God wanted him to do. Because all that showed the Israelites is that Moses had done the miracle. So then they, they got, in their mind, that was a sign to God, like, I 
was going to tell you to speak. Think about that. If God said, speak to this platform right here, and it's going to bring water, and I speak to it, and water comes out, that's a miracle from God. But if I hit it twice, and then water comes out, it's, oh, man, there's, there's a miracle that God, that God did through Brother Jonathan, Pastor Jonathan. You get it now? That's why God was specific. He, he wanted to, them to know, the Israelites, that he was their provider. He wanted them to see this one more time and say, I, I'm going to remind you again that I am your God. But Moses missed it. So then since Moses missed it, there was something about this young man, and I'm getting somewhere with this, this young man named Joshua that was a part of Moses. There was a man named Joshua that I want you to understand was a guy that caught this young man, caught God's attention. Do you know why he caught God's attention? He caught God's attention because when it came down to going to the promised land and spying, I'm going to give you a quick summary. He went over there and spied, came back out of 12 spies, two spies come back and said, that land, yeah, there's some people over there. But didn't God say he was going to get us through it? Yeah, then God's going to get us through it. While the other 10 spies, they said, we can't go into there. It's too big, sister. It's too big. The problems are too big. We can't do it. It's just there's so much over there. We're going to lose if we go over there, Sister Becca. I know God said the promised land, but have you seen those giants in that land? But Joshua said, came back and said, look, if God says he's going to deliver us into the promised land, then God said he's going to do it. Then God will do it. You see, we need today some Joshua's in our lives. We need some Joshua's in the church that are not afraid to stand upon the promises of God and said, if God said that Jubilee will be prosperous in 2019, if my life will be prosperous, if your life will be prosperous, then God says it's going to get done. We need some Joshua's that believe the good report. What does the good report say? That God will provide. We said it earlier. God will restore. God will replenish. God is the provider. Amen. There was something about Joshua that caught God's attention. So guess what God says, Brother Freddie? God says, Moses, you can't go in. Joshua, you're up. You will take the people into the promised land. Pretty cutthroat, huh? Imagine if that was us, I'd be like, what? <laughs> Give me some history in the Old Testament. But even then, Joshua believed God. And I'm, come, and I'm bringing you two characters of the story because they come together. Where Moses represented the old, the past. Joshua represented something new, sister. How do I relate that today? 2018 was what it was. You made some mistakes. We all did. We didn't get to where we wanted to be. We got towards the end of the year and we said, man, I have so many regrets of what I wanted to do. But God says, you ready, Joshua? You ready to step into the promised land? Are you ready, Joshua's? And God stands here today. He goes, he's speaking in heaven and he's speaking to this word saying, are you ready for what I'm going to do in 2019 in your lives? Are you ready to become a young Joshua that's going to believe me no matter what happens in your life? You got to keep coming back to me. You got to keep speaking to the rock. Joshua was a leader because he believed God. Even when everyone else didn't believe God he believed God because he knew the promises 2018 represents Moses it represents the rock it represents everything that was not 2019 says it's time what are you doing with your life what are you doing are you sitting there warming the bench up 
Or are you speaking to people about the love of Jesus? He believed God. So I'm telling you this. Young Joshua's, we need you in the church. Joshua was undeterred by what he saw. The other spies saw and they feared. They saw how big their problems were and how bad it's going to get, and they ran. Joshua said, I don't care how big you are. If God said he's going to get me through it, he's going to bring us through it. Where do you stand in your life? Do you look at your problems and you run? Or do you face them and say, I don't care what I got to go through. God is going to be with me. Brother Freddie and his wife, Valerie, God's going to be with you. Is he not the provider? Is he not your Jehovah Jireh we just said earlier? 2018 represents old, the past. 2019 is a new chance. But if you think you, if you can do it by striking the rock, you're deeply wrong. God has to do it. You have to trust God this year. Let us stand. How long will you allow your past to define your future? Hallelujah. Can I get a keyboardist? Hallelujah, Jesus. I pray that today's message may spark something inside of you to be different. You have a new beginning. You have a new fresh start. God says, I need some young Joshua's. I need a young Joshua to step in and know that I am God in their life. That while hell throws whatever it can at them, they stand on the banner. They stand. And they stand up there and they say that the Lord is my banner. He is, he is my Jehovah Nisi. Hallelujah. Amen. Twenty nineteen is gonna be different for you. I promise you that. You know why I promise? Because I believe in God's promise. And promise for your life. What does that life mean? What does it mean, Pastor? Does that mean I'm gonna never have struggles? No, you'll struggle. You we'll, we'll all have challenges. We'll all face difficult people in our lives. But one thing you must remember is that God will never leave you. He'll never leave you, brother. Just like he never left Moses. He was still with Moses. And he said, although you can't go into the promised land, I'm going to show you the promised land just so that it satisfies your soul to know that the people you led, I fulfilled my promise. Won't he do it in your life? You see, God is speaking to you. In 2018, he had been speaking to you. And maybe you said, no, not now. No, I can't. I got too many problems. But this, this year, God says, all you got to do is speak. All you have to do is speak. Speak to what's bothering you. Speak to your life. And say, out of my life, God is going to do something great. Out of my life, God is going to use Use my life, my pastor's insignificant life 
There's many a thousand other pastors that, are, that can do a better job at probably what I do. That's okay. Because I know what God has done in my life. And I'm a Joshua. And I say 2019 will be different. 2019, I'm going to speak to what I need to speak to. And today, today I'm speaking to you. Today I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to you today. And I'm saying that Jubilee needs you. This church cannot grow without you. You bring something special, even though you think you don't. Every single age in this place has a purpose. You find yourself today here because God has you today. There are no such things as coincidences. God says, I have everything ordered and structured in your life. I'm going to ask that you open up this altar. I'm going to open up this altar.